It's called a promo, Shut kid. Your and your if mouth, you want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. So go Are ahead. You ready? No, I said. Are you ready? That was good. Glad you finally decided to pull that giant stick out of your butt and have some fun for once in your life. Your uneducated marks. You sit there on your phones, tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's death. I needed to come out here to start this show tonight. Because since you allowed me to come home, I've been able to do a whole lot of things. I've been a talk show guest. I've been a host. I've been a backstage correspondent. I've been a referee. A referee. An official. A figure who enforces the rules during a match. I'm out. That's all. You guys win. That's, that's the perfect way to acknowledge the what chance. I think John Cena's the first piece, person to beat the what chant. He's the first person to beat it. And how you beat it is you just accept it as your fate. That's fair. He's like, this is what's going on. You guys win. And once you tell us we win, oh, we're like, hey, we win. Okay. Give us a spinner belt. Let's go. John Cena. John Cena is a, certainly a thing. Glad he's still around. Being uh, funny. He's funnier than ever. He is. He was making some funny jokes last night. funny because people, you know, they talk trash on him for being in all these comedy movies, but I think that's actually helped him a lot. Oh, big time. It was like, quantum mechanics is complicated when they're trying, Adam Pierce was trying to tell him that it's a complicated matter. <laughs> quantum mechanics is very complicated, Jonathan. Yeah. Which I didn't think he wrestled. Last night, I thought the crowd got fucked. I thought they got promised a John Cena match and didn't get one. Nah, there's a clip going around of him uh, facing Ford, which apparently it was supposed to be him and LA Knight versus someone. LA Knight got pulled from the show because he tested positive for COVID. Uh, we wish best wish, uh, wish, wish him well, basically. COVID's still a thing. Like people forget, COVID is still a thing. It is, unfortunately. Uh, it's not as bad as it was, but it's kind of popping back up. Here, let me reach over the microphone and turn our TV volume down before it hits. We're about to watch Bad Blood 2004 while we do this and break down a fucking crazy week. Reach over the microphone. I hope you can hear my heartbeat. Yeah. I'm, I'm passionate about this shit. No, but... It is a crazy week. It so, gave me anxiety thinking about how much shit I got to unload. Literally, same. Literally, same. we're about to break down a list of releases, but before that, we got to acknowledge that like AEW had a huge fucking Wednesday with Oh hell yeah. Grand Slam. I got to see and this was this was at Collision actually. I didn't even get to break down Collision cuz again, we do this on Saturday afternoons. So, one thing I wanted to uh, acknowledge off of Collision too is that Scorpio Sky wrestled a really good match and it was really good to he see did. that. I'm hoping he stays healthy and gets back same. that title picture because he's been underrated so much. I was saying the same thing when I was watching it. Like I want to see him thrive. It's just injuries and stuff. 
Also, with it being a week of women's main, main events, uh, Britt Baker and Statlander tore it down for the that, TBS title. I have to admit, that was a good match, and I'm normally critical of Britt matches. I was not thrilled with the outcome, but it was a good match. Also, I'm curious to know, did it change your opinion at all on Britt Baker and her ability to put on a good quality match? I knew she could. Mm. The thing about me is she hasn't done it consistently enough, at least that I've seen, to be like, yeah, I'm... I'm but you know who has? Whose opinion I have changed on? Who? Tony Storm. I love yes. her. I just, I just love her now. That's... Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is cracking. Yeah, me and uh, my girlfriend Alyssa, who next week I'm going to have on the show, actually. But me and her both agree that her new character work is just so, so entertaining. <laughs> Cannot get enough of what she's doing. Yeah, I literally tweeted out. I said, I don't know how it happened. Didn't think it ever happened, but I'm officially a fan of Tony Storm. Yeah. And, I mean, she she had a really, really good match, too. Which I'm going to... I'll get to that match in one second, too. Uh, oh, that was a good match, I just match realized too. I had a note on it. Uh, which Grand Slam started with Eddie and Claudio, which we kind of already... Like I talked about last week, it kind of spoiled who was going to win that match with Eddie Kingston's line of defenses uh, in New Japan being announced. Yeah. But at the same time, in the wrestling world, like, you truly never know. So I had that bit of skepticism. Like, well, you never know. They can change. The card is subject to change. That's what it yep. says. In the famous words, Madam Pierce. That, that match went as hard as I wanted it to. It went as hard as I wanted it to. I regret to inform you, I actually didn't get to see most of it. I was... I was out. I had to do a bunch of stuff around the house while it was on. Yeah. And then I haven't had time to actually go back and watch it. That happens. And I mean, you know me. There's This is two weeks in a row now where I haven't gotten to watch NXT. And I'll give you a little bit of minutes later on in the show to fill us in on what happened on NXT. Because I'm clueless. Other than yeah. Becky Lynch being uh, the man of NXT, I literally don't know what's going on at the moment. I just want to go ahead and say Becky Lynch was terrible this week. You're oh, no. <laughs> I'm scared to ask. How sad to see Claudio lose this belt. But at the that same is. time, like, AEW continues this great transition of, like, they, no, they have the perfect way of transitioning champions. They just do. They actually do, for the most part. And Eddie Kingston just having a fucking hell of a year, but I definitely yes. was not expecting Moxley to lose his title, and I don't think he was either. I don't think he was expecting to lose the title that night. I don't think anybody expected to lose. I definitely think lose. it was an on-the-fly call. Of course. He did not kick out that first time. That I was... knew it was something fucked up when they were like, maybe he twitched or something. No, sir, no, he didn't. No, he was dead. That's, that's the best I can put it. Like, he was dead in the water right there. Yeah. It, not looking keen for him. And I, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's concussion. They said minor concussion, which is funny because the same show, someone else gets injured, and it doesn't look that serious, but, yeah. Dude, I didn't even expect to bring this up either, but did you see Stevie Richards' video? I I tend to not... When something gets a lot of negative attention, I tend to try and block it out, so yeah, I, I saw a lot of people talking crap about it, I was like, nah, I'm not gonna, not gonna put myself through that. Yeah, I did see the video, and before I saw the video, I really was like, well, I mean, he has the right to state his opinion, this and that, and then I watched the video, and then I was like, oh, I see exactly why it got taken down, and why people are having negative feedback on it, and I, again, I didn't have anything against Stevie Richards prior to the fact, but he was... He was hating on Tony Khan pretty hard as an individual. He was saying he was celebrating while Moxley was hurt, which uh, 
from what we hear from backstage witnesses, far from the truth, he was right there with Moxley with the doctors and making sure he was okay. So it's almost like you can't be serious one moment and have some fun the next moment. Yeah. Like, people do that all the time to try and block out trauma and things. Like Literally in the WWE, the show must go on has always been like a huge motto both backstage and inside the ring. And so for him to kind of have that feedback, not even having any opinion of like, okay, what happened backstage? What do I know from witnesses? Yeah, that's pretty fucked, Stevie. Sorry. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Jericho, let's get to Jericho. He's looking Ooh. a little tired in the ring. I don't he know. Is. Did you watch that match? I did. Okay. I th- I thought it was. I mean, I've seen some bad Jericho matches recently. Not not like recent, recently, but like in the last I want to say year. Yeah, he has some good ones. Like I feel like when people say he's lost it, I see where they're coming from. But when you watch every match, not every match he's lost it. In some matches, no, he comes I, out. But I, I didn't see this match, so maybe we saw something different. Yeah. He just, he looked a little tired to me, like he's been getting a little bit uh, worked out, and so I feel like it'd be a lot easier for him to slow his schedule down. But. probably would. I I thought, like, this storyline with Sammy would be, like, the final storyline for him. Potentially. Uh, I was expecting him to put Sammy over clean, too. I was, too. At the same time, oh my gosh, Edge's entrance is going to give me a <laughs> Oh, God. Jeez. I don't even think my box TV shutter speed can handle the strobe lights for Edge's theme. Bad Blood 2004, if you want to know what we're watching. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting Sammy to get a little babyface run, is what I've been expecting. So, I think I think so, too. I think that kind of threw me yeah. for a loop with him with Callus. Yeah, that I was not expecting, and I fucked Don Callus for life. Also, uh, me and I know a couple other people on the internet were the same as me. Whenever Sammy hugged Chris Jericho, in that exact moment, yeah, I knew I the whole sequence was about to play out from yeah. Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. As soon as he hugged him, I knew. I knew. Unfortunately. Or maybe fortunately. Maybe it'll turn out to be a good story. You never know. Dude, and then, yeah, getting back to Tony Storm as well. I felt like... Uh, with the shocker of her kissing Soraya mid-match and how the crowd really reacted, that could have been a shocker finish. They could have done it like that, yeah. Man. But at the same time, I, I kind of knew, too. I was like, she's not she's not losing it this soon. I forget, he wrestled twice on the show. He, who shall not be named quite yet, <laughs> wrestling Ooh. for the tag team titles at the beginning of the show and then defending the World Heavyweight title. Against Kane later in the show. Oh no. We'll get to we'll get to that very soon, but not quite yet. Um Go back to my WWE notes and not gonna get to any of the fucking juicy shit, which again this is kind of a sad point to make. Did when making my notes for this show and making the AEW notes a lot of it had to do with wrestling, like in ring wrestling stuff. Yes. And with WWE, it had a lot more to do with outside of the ring stuff, and so it sucks, I just, but... Really quickly, did you not yeah. touch on the part where Cole got hurt, too? I, I didn't. I left that out, and I guess I really shouldn't, because I didn't know the severity of the injury until, I guess, today. Even then, like, I felt... Uh, isn't it a sprain? It's something like that, but he had to come out on crutches, and it was funny because, like, I, I believe Moxley didn't have any... 
He didn't go to any hospital or anything. Like, oh come on, Mott. Concussions are serious, minor or not. But like, literally, Cole, he trips on the ramp, and you can see him limping over to to MJF yeah. at the end of the match. Yeah, uh, we uh, all saw that. We so and like it was funny, but at the same time, like he ended up having to get put on crutches, and now we're like, oh, is he gonna I'm, make it to? I'm gonna state the obvious, and Alyssa pointed this out to me, and I was like, you know what, you're onto something. That straight ramp, that straight 180-degree ramp to the ring is fucking cursed. Yes. Think about the last time we had it and what happened to Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson, so sorry. What happened to Bryan Danielson and getting his leg trapped in between it? Like that, Oh, God, I that. Forgot fucking that. <laughs> ramp needs to be deleted. Oh, All my right. gosh. Anyways, I just wanted to mention that because that's what I was alluding to. Yeah. I'll, and also... A lot of the WWE notes for this week are uh, outside of the ring and pretty much media related. But I do have to acknowledge one thing, and it just it needs at least 30 seconds of acknowledgement. For why and what reason did Kofi Kingston versus Ivar have to go hard? Why did that match unexpectedly have to go off? I have no clue. Match of the week, I don't know. There was some good matches. EO and Asuka put on a fucking clinic last night. You didn't watch NXT, so... Yeah. You didn't see yeah. Bate versus Dunn, did you? No, and that right Bate there... Bate versus Dunn? Go watch it. Yeah, tell Right me. now. Basically, Bate right versus Dunn was a 12... It's a 12 minutes because of the time limit. But they did... They did each other's finishers. It's like, I can watch it right now, but I got a show to do. Yeah, they did each other's finishers. And it makes sense because of how much history they have. Yeah. As soon as like, you say those two names, I'm like, Let, uh, you already made the sale. Stop selling. You got me. It was so good. Hook, but, line, sink. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil who wins for him. Although he probably already knows. I told him earlier, kind of. Um, but it was a really good match. And then... The same night, they had uh, two other matches for that tournament. And it happened because it was the singles match between Hudson and Coffee, mm. And it, Hudson winning caused a three-way tie in the rankings of that side. So they just casually threw out a triple threat like 40 minutes later with those two in it and Nathan Frazier. Ah, uh, Nathan Frazier. Also a really good match. Uh, I will spoil the winner of that one, though. Unfortunately, Coffee took it. Ah, got you. Which I don't mind the spoiler, but definitely sounds like a good program and something I want to watch. Now, as for Becky Lynch... Yeah, you said she <laughs> did terribly. She opened the show. Got you. With a live mic and proceeded to be Dr. Seuss. Now, see, this doesn't sound unentertaining. It was... I, huh. It was the worst rapping, I think, I've ever heard in my life. You're, see, what's funny is you tell me how bad it is, and I'm like, oh, this sounds fun. Let's go find it. This sounds really entertaining. Okay. It's... I don't know. Was it funnier than MJF ripping off Bret Hart? Because that was funny. It wasn't... I don't like to use the word, but there are some moments where I think Let's putting see. the word cringe in there works, and I think it was a little cringe-inducing. Cringe-inducing. 
I cannot wait. I I apologize to everyone who has not heard it yet. Oh. I guess it's not going to play the first part. I don't think so, yeah. they Rats. S- so, basically, she just comes out and starts rapping about the NXT women's rapping about the NXT women's division. And she mentions, like, a bunch of people by name and okay, says some name things. dropping. I like this. I'll put in Be- Becky Lynch rapping, and it's just a bunch of people rapping about Becky Lynch, which can't That's blame fair. them. Uh... Yeah, it ain't it. That's okay. You can't find everything. That's fair. Uh, but she then, her and uh, Lyra Valkyria had a decent main event against Tiffany Stratton and Keanu James. So that's what I can remember from NXT specifically. Uh, since I don't know, you don't have any notes about it. You don't need to show me the Bret Hart one. If you couldn't tell already, I'm pulling up the MJF one. That's fair. If it'll let me. It's playing, yeah. It was playing the Bret Hart one first, and I was like, this ain't it. Let's see what we got here. Whispers in his ear gently. Dad, I'm adopted. <laughs> Unnecessary, and I I say it a couple times, and you've yet to agree with it, but one day you will. Best heel in the business. I I would argue he's the best. I think he's one of the best. From a mindset perspective, just mm-hmm. having a mind for knowing like what to do as a heel versus what to do as a face, mm. one of the best going right now. So, anyways, that's NXT. I think we can go on with the rest of your notes on uh, WWE. Definitely can, but I wasn't going to go any further without playing that. Which, I mean, past uh, getting again to that long list of releases, wrestling-wise... Uh, the only thing that stood out to me was Ego and Oscar putting on a banger. And then I wanted to point out to the viewers what I thought was funny was this morning when I was watching it, or just literally an hour ago when I was watching it, you could tell my reaction and where I was at in the match by yes. my reaction. Well, I, so I wanted to mention that uh, we have, have official confirmation the women's tag team titles are actually cursed Yeah. by uh, Abu Fire, Isla Dawn. We said on the show, too, like, it would be funny if they used that as a storyline, and they they did. They actually did. I have to give them props for actually doing something somewhat... I don't, know, I don't know if creative is the word, but it makes sense. What else happened this week? I went back to my AEW notes, because, fuck it, I'm going to close them out. Uh, Santana made his singles debut. How's everybody feeling about it is what I want to know. I liked it. How do we feel about him working a program against Ortiz? Like, is that a played like, out thing to do? Uh, I think that is kind of played out. A little bit, yeah. It, at the same time, it doesn't feel like they themselves have closure. Like, specifically those two. 
So maybe it, I, I don't think they should take it much longer, but like have like just six month program. No, that's a WWE thing to do. Oh my gosh, I, I, that's why I say it's played out because like every time a tag team breaks up, they gotta wrestle each other for a oh. year. Imagine if FTR broke up and uh, <laughs> Dax and Cash had to wrestle each other around the world for six months, and they would love it. But the fans would be like, "Yo, this was cool a couple times, but like, I actually do need a couple flips, not just fists." <laughs> yeah. Damn, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I love FTR and I hate the revival. Fuck the revival, literally. That's fair. Have they ever won the six, the ROH six man championships? I don't think so. They don't have a third man. CM Punk was supposed to be the third man. We all know how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Uh, on Rampage, I always want to say last night on Rampage like it was Friday night, but we all know Rampage is taped on Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, the the Hung Bucks, they won the six-man championships. That took a big surprise a little bit, but... The match dragged out, but I like the outcome. So That's fair. Which I didn't even watch it until this morning. I literally... This is dedication. This is how dedicated I am to this show. I had a lot of homework to do. I was up till one in the morning last night getting some notes for an episode that we're doing next week, but I had to watch seven hours of wrestling this morning, so I got up early as fuck, as soon as, before the sun could even get up, I was up and out the door, and I walked over to my apartment with my fucking backpack hanging open, my laptop sitting in my backpack, backpack hanging open, and I sat down and I watched wrestling all fucking morning before this episode. So that's what... Two for Rampage, two for SmackDown. And I also caught three hours of Monday Night Raw. My God. Yeah, I started with Raw. I hit Rampage, and this is my formula. I like to... I'm sorry if this offends somebody. I don't mean to be offensive. This is supposed to be the middle. But for me personally as a fan, I like watching Rampage after SmackDown because in ring, I'm getting better matches out of Rampage than I am out of SmackDown. Now, yes, there's more entertaining shit on SmackDown, and Rampage is kind of like the C show now, but same time, I like that as like my wrestling reliever. So today I fucked up watching Rampage before SmackDown because I got the good matches, and then obviously the main event of it drug out, and then I had to watch SmackDown for two hours. See, oh, watching it in the car to go get I didn't you. catch Rampage when it aired. I watched Level Up because... A few things I'll mention it later, but one of the one of the main reasons was Axiom versus Dempsey, mm. banger. Like Take me a bite of beef jerky. I don't even have to tell you why it's a banger. Just go watch Axiom versus Dempsey on NXT Level Up. So and then I watched Rampage, or at least what I could of it before I just I was so tired, man. You know why did Nia Jax just be showing up wherever now? It's making me yawn every time it happens. She just shows up. She showed up in the tag team. Yeah, and just destroyed them. Like, why would... I'm tired of her just sitting on people and slapping people. And honestly, I hate to say it, but I feel like that's her doing her job because it's making me not like her. And she's not supposed to like her. I think the point is they're trying to play into the whole, oh, she injures everyone bit. What? Like, they're self-aware now. They're calling us out? Yeah, I think they actually are. We deserve it. We deserve it. 
Here's the thing, and see, we don't ever talk about the bloodline, and we don't spend a lot of time on the bloodline because I guess since Sami Zayn left, it hasn't been the same. But I'm still a bit confused. I can see how Cody befriending Jay is just like a piece in a long-term storyline for Cody to take down the bloodline. Yeah. That said, I don't care, and I hate it. WrestleMania 39 still should have been his moment, and it should have. I believe everything I agree past with that. that now has just been tainted. It's. I wouldn't say it's tainted, tainted. unlike. Some other things. Take it. <laughs> but yeah. it's just not the same. I think I feel like the Bloodline storyline is now like one of the one of the things where it comes on, I'm just like, okay. I wonder if they'll the Bloodline will cease to exist by the time SmackDown leaves Fox in a year. Oh yeah. They're leaving Fox in a year, they're going back to USA. So here's the crazy part, right? Yeah. Fox has a home now. But now Raw and NXT are which, here's another thing, is, and this is just rumor, I hope, because if it's not rumor, they're shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, they're thinking about, they're tossing around the idea of moving Monday Night Raw off Monday nights to Wednesdays to compete with Dynamite. I heard that. Why would you do that? Why would you? TKO Group literally acknowledged, and they've acknowledged a lot of stuff. We're about to dive into the deep shit now. They yeah. acknowledge that WWE and UFC never should have been competing. They should be merged together. AEW is their top competition. They verbally acknowledge that. As well as acknowledging literally every other promotion that it also considered. Yeah. Like ROH, specifically like ROH as well. New Japan New Impact. Japan is a fucking threat always. New Japan will always exist outside of everything else. Per- please. Yes. Please. I'm praying to the... <laughs> at one point and th- I didn't even notice until all this shit started coming out that my WWE stock changed to TKO had zero idea it looks fucking goofy to me but I'll get used to it hopefully one day it'll go back up to where I can sell it and get the fuck out of this whatever it is but at one point the stock went down to 20% when the announcements my were made God. that's crazy that was before the releases even started happening uh, I think, actually, if I can remember correctly, looking at it throughout that day, it it was around like 10 to 18% lower, uh, right around before the time the releases started happening, Mustafa Ali got announced, Emma got announced, I saw it hit down to 20, and I was like, shit, I'm losing money, but I can't go anywhere. Well, shit. Yeah, I'm letting the dog off the leash. We'll start with Mustafa Ali because he was the first to depart, and it he, nobody even knew that it was about to be a fucking storm of releases. I think Sean Ross of Fightful even said like there were a couple names tossed around, but nothing in stone. And then five minutes after five minutes, just release, just, release, release. I, to put it in perspective, I've written a whole list of lists. Everyone, as of this morning, someone was announced you, this morning. Yeah, twenty-five. You got the full list. Let me let me just read off the list and let me read off. Let me start with the performance center talent. That way we can get them out of the way. At thirteen. Because I don't know if we have anything to say about these performance center talent, but if you know these people or you know, they're gone now, and I wish them all the best in the future. Yeah, they're all gonna go somewhere. NWA and OVW are open. So we have a a Bull, a Body Fitzgerald. That's one. Brooklyn Barlow, Kevin Ventura Cortez. Daniel McArthur, Bryson Montana, Melanie Brzezinski, who was announced this morning. I know. And they said, I, I read an article that said she had the look of Charlotte Flair. But besides that, and these are just 
the Performance Center talent. Yeah. Then you go into the NXT releases. Quincy Elliott. I'm not going to touch Quincy Elliott. There's a lot of controversy with them. And it's not for the reasons you think. I really want to point that out, too, because I saw another person who we talked about just a week ago, Kenny, for your thoughts on yeah. Twitter, for the same thing, saying the same thing. It's not for the reasons you think that we don't want to talk no, about Quincy Elliott. No, no. We have nothing... I respect all people, but some things yeah. Quincy has said, I'll just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, he's, he's not the person that people think he is or he portrays to be, and so there's a lot of controversy behind that. And maybe uh, one day on one of our Through the Table episodes, we'll get into that and break that down, but right now it's yeah. not the time to do that. And plus, we got a lot of releases to get to. Dabakato. Oh, Babatunde, uh, Commander Aziz. Man, don't even go back to that. No, not Aziz. I just think it's crazy that they let someone that size go, but I guess they have Omos, so you don't really need him. <laughs> they lose him a lot. As tall as he is, they lose him. Ulyssa Leon, she was kind of in a program already with uh, Valentina Feroz. They were a tag team. So, I guess, but they didn't release Feroz, just her. Oh, man. That's um, shit. And Ikemen, Ikemen Jiro, which if you have not seen Ikemen Jiro's stuff, go check him out. He has he does jacket power, which no. is basically like, it's kind of like sloth style, except he has his hands on his jacket. He's, he's entertaining as all hell, though. He had his last match, uh, they aired his last match last night on uh, Level Up. Ah, good old Level Up. Where he lost. The Forgotten Grounds. That's sad. And that's all the... And Dana Brooke, I guess, was technically a part of NXT as well. Yeah, I count her as NXT. Which, she was starting to get sort of a revitalization. It's very sad. I know a lot of fans actually were behind her. Uh, not me personally, but a lot of fans were behind her and wanted to see her succeed. It just, I don't think that was ever going to be the place for her. I really think her success was always going to be outside, especially with the work that Impact and ROH are doing with women's division. I could see that. She was starting to get a little character. She was starting to get angry. That was her character, yeah. basically. Like, she was, she looked to the point where she was going to turn on this person she was working with, and they were going to have a hardcore match or whatever, but... I, I just hate seeing it. I hate seeing these people who actually do have a lot of talent and even at times like they don't they're not necessarily my cup of tea but i can recognize like hey this is somebody fans uh, really like and so that's what like fucks me up emma especially i know we haven't gotten her yet and i know you'll go down the list some more but just man that fucks me up that she got rehired did nothing was used as a promotion that's tool completely yeah. That's so stupid. She has every right to be mad, and she's been speaking out on it. But she'll fr- she'll thrive though. I know she will. Yeah. Now, the last one on the NXT list, I believe, is Ali. I did want to talk a little bit about Ali. Go off, man. So Ali, his whole deal, I think that really got him in trouble was hmm. he has this. He wants to be a representation of the, the Pakistani American people. He wants to be a positive representation. And there's all these stories of, you know, them trying to get him to play a foreign heel. And that's part of... that came. Those stories came out around the same time uh, he originally asked for his release. So he did, he did prior ask for his release. In about 2021, uh, that was around the same time, he posted a clip of a promo he did that got cut. Mm. That I could see... It's very similar to the one he did recently on NXT... 
uh, the whole politician gimmick. Right. He talked about having a new America where people like him weren't scrutinized because of what they wear or how they looked. And it about it preached acceptance, but then it goes a little bit darker and talking about I'm gonna make an America where you're scrutinized, where right. you're so. But at the same time, he wanted these Pakistani Americans to to not be looked down upon. And I yeah I get with that, and I I do think taking it to like a darker heelish side definitely is what raises an eyebrow. Like okay, we can't really air this within our networking. It doesn't necessarily make what he's doing wrong. I don't think it's wrong by any means, but I do see like why you go, okay, hit the brakes. We we can't go with this, and that I, sucks. I mentioned that because the rumor running around, which I think we can all debunk immediately, says that mm-hmm. the promo he did recently is what one of the things that got him released. That they it should not have aired is what producers backstage said. Well, if it should not have aired, right? Should you have not aired it? Yeah, that sounds like an excuse to me. But, like, there's a lot of things he's done in his career through WWE, like, he... Takewise, I can see how that could be a cop-out. Exactly. Like, he did an amazing promo. I watched it last night uh, for his match at WrestleMania against Cedric Alexander. Mm -hmm. Talking about heart and soul. Go watch that promo. It is so good. Um, He also gave a mask when he was doing his whole light gimmick, Chase the Light, wearing the shirt right now. He gave that mask to a, uh, an ailing fan who told him, you know, I have to wear masks because of my asthma, and I'm so glad that I have representation like you. Yeah. I just wish mine looked cooler. So then he's like, all right, well, I can hook you up. Have my mask. And he just sounds like a genuinely good person, and it sucks that he got kind of dealt the way he was. And see, we talked about him on the first episode. I was listening back to the first episode because little like 30 second promo, I'm actually getting prepared to start releasing episodes of the podcast on YouTube, on my personal YouTube page with visuals included yeah. for those that like really, I get uh, the only negative feedback we've really gotten, which appreciate everybody listening and like giving us feedback, uh, totally appreciate it. The, of course. the only negative feedback we really get is not everybody likes audio only, and eventually down the line we will convert to video. We just don't have the means to support that yet, but yes. I'm going to start adding visuals and uploading it to YouTube for people to watch there. So, Also, I did, I looked, or pulled up the promo you were talking about if you want to listen to it. Real Go quick. ahead and play it. Like, this is what you're missing out on. It's going to be WrestleMania. Ali versus Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship. They've been calling this match the heart of 205 Live versus the soul mm. of 205 Live. Time. Yes. I like it. It's catchy. And he had this hot thing is, though, in 2018. That's people seem to think about. heart and soul yes. are the same, like they're interchangeable. Totally different. Just like Cedric and Ali are totally different. When Cedric started out, they told him he's something special. He's going to be a star. Hell, he's going to be a champion. That's where you went wrong, Cedric. You went from wanting to be a champion to expecting to be a champion. And you know me, homie. You know I don't me, expect homie. anything. You know I'm me, the guy homie. who they slammed the door right on my face. I'm the guy they said no to. I'm the back 
backup, the alternate at the Cruiserweight Classic. I'm the last guy they think about, but I'm going to fix all that by being the last guy standing in this tournament. Chicago PD. And what else is different between you and I, Cedric? Heart and soul. And you're going to learn the difference between the two at WrestleMania. There's going to be a point in that match, like you said, where you're going to try to stomp out Randomly reminds me that Austin is a great champion at one point. Oh, man. While you're doing that, Cedric, you're not going to hear 70,000 people. No, man. You ain't going to hear anyone chanting your name. Hell, you're not even going to hear your daughter who's sitting in the front row and she's screaming that you're a champion. You're not going to hear any of that. You're going to hear one thing and one thing only, and that is the sound of the beating heart of Mustafa Ali. And you're not going to know what to do, Cedric. So you stomp a little That's harder, glory. but the thing is, the sound yeah. of the beating heart of Mustafa Ali just gets louder. So you stomp harder, but the sound, it gets louder and louder. And then the only thing that you can hear is the sound of the beating heart of Mustafa Ali. And it's at that moment, Cedric, at that moment, for the first time in its existence, that the soul of Cedric Alexander questions itself. The soul of Cedric Alexander, it doubts itself, and eventually and the soul of Cedric yeah. Alexander is going to run. It's going to leave your body, Cedric. Your soul will run, and it will leave your body. And then, Cedric, it's just you in the ring. Point. And across the ring, you see Mustafa Ali rise to his feet. The man whose heart beats for a million others, and then you lock eyes with Mustafa Ali, and then, Cedric, you learn the difference between heart, heart and soul. You learn that the soul runs, it leaves the body, but the heart, it stays. And that was just 2018. Cedric, you are my brother, and, that's what's crazy, and you are my friend. He put 205 Live on his back for a quick period. He became the heart you know, and soul, friend, pun intended, of 205 way. Live. But he also, let's and remind people, like, he wrestled on SmackDown for the WWE life. You're destined for this. Yeah. You're supposed to win at WrestleMania. Mm. You're supposed to, but you won't. Because I'm a stop Ali, and you hear Cedric, my beating the heart. fights, they're the ones you're supposed to win. My beating bloody battered heart. No. And that's why I love him, because he just has so much passion. And he seems, again, like a genuinely good guy who has genuine intentions. He just... And a lot of it, you know, he did get a little whiny on Twitter. I see a yeah. lot of people bring that up. But... And going back to that first episode, and a lot of, like, just my opinion on him, I always bring up that hot period in 2018 when he wrestled for the WWE title, like I always bring up. Because after that, it just seemed like he stopped getting the opportunities and I always pegged it as like he just couldn't make it he wasn't creative enough like he wasn't coming up with it but now I kind of see background like oh you're stopping this guy from really getting that, to his that potential. promo that got cut was his own promo that he came up with he posted it to Twitter after that right that 2021 promo about acceptance and new America that whole gimmick was him they finally gave it to him and then he got the rug pulled out from under him Pull that rug. It it feels like anywhere he goes, he will thrive as long as he keeps that passion. Really think he's going to impact. Uh, it does sound like it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say that. Mike Bailey's gonna are already 
uh, tweeted at him to come to Impact, and he's going to be wrestling Will Ospreay at the end of the month. But this is not an Impact show. Sorry, I know I know I'm not allowed to talk about Impact. I'm just so, like, I can't wait to see that if it does happen. That's a fucking badass. Yeah, that match on obviously the Osprey and Mike Bailey. That's man. Mm. Now the yeah. rest of this list, we Hit go it. through the WWE side now. I'll start with uh, Leah. Aaliyah was had a tag title run. It's, this is fucked to me. This is fucked. Because <laughs> literally, like she, she, she was one part of the tag team champions. She started the curse, if I'm not mistaken. She was the beginning of all the tag team injuries, if I'm I not mistaken. Think so, but I'm not quite sure. It really goes down a line, but she got injured, had no chance to come back, or I think even at one point was supposed to come back, and then just didn't have anything yes. for her yet, and then just. She, I remember she had said something about appearing on SmackDown one week, like I'll be in the crowd or something, and then like nothing. Man, they got Nia Jax and Raquel Rodriguez both like. They're going to push both those women, and girls like Aaliyah just got... That's if Raquel's not injured. If she got in, if she actually got injured by Nia Jax, then it's over. And this guy right here, y'all can't see, we're watching Bad Blood still, of course. Uh, my man Shelton Benjamin's coming out. They let Shelton Benjamin go, and like when they brought him back years ago, I expected him to get at least one world title run. Not a single one. Man, you broke my heart. Uh, a lot of people... Sus- or speculate he's going to New Japan. So Ooh, that would be really I don't know. cool. I don't know. But speaking of people that might be going somewhere. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Top dollar. Oh. Uh, Top dollar. NWA's looking at him. They are? I hear NWA's I, looking at him. I remember he did a diss like the day afterwards and he did the whole Prince Nana dance trying to get back with Yeah. Nah, fool. That ain't it. Then uh but like NWA you said, Sheldon Benjamin, Travesty. Yeah. I hope he goes to AEW. Uh, supposed to go that would to be cool. Japan, but I hope he goes to AEW. So, with the next one, I hope you list. Go with the next name, because I... Elias. Ah, man, I thought it was Zig. No. That is... I'm going to save those two for last. The the top two, that I think. The Nick of the Spirit Squad. But Elias... I was into Elias. Maybe mm. not... Maybe not... Big, big. I fucking drop my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I... W- I'd say walk with Elias every time he comes out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. This shit was over. We all did it. And then he became Ezekiel. Uh, well, here's the, here's the thing. This is breaking news. I don't know if you read it or not, but after he got released, he broke the news that he actually was Ezekiel. What? Are you kidding? The whole time. Mother. Oh, I can't Fucks me up. Uh, Shanky. Anyone remember Shanky? Yeah. He, he, he literally did. just wrestled Gunther at the Indian show. He was dancing At the India around. show. Like, and apparently he had a really good match with Gunther at the India show, too. Also, in getting uh, out of all the toxicity in this community, uh, AEW botches got their account deleted, so that's some good news. Let's go. Let's get back to this list. So. I'm ready. I'm going to put these two together since they are together. Emma and Riddick Moss. Let's see, what did Emma say today? Or this was yesterday, Emma said this. Thank you for all the lovely messages and comments. I see you all and your support never goes unnoticed. While I wasn't expecting a call yesterday, it's also fair to say that I wasn't shocked. When I returned to WWE, I was so excited. I was ready to work my ass off and do all the things I didn't get to do the first time around. Yeah, girl. But it became apparent pretty quickly that this wasn't my time, and that's okay. Would I... 
Would I have loved to wrestle a stadium show in my home country? You bet. But now many doorways and opportunities have opened up, and that's exciting. Emma is all elite. No, she can't be called Emma anymore, but... I feel very fortunate today. I met my soon-to-be husband in WWE. I'm so grateful for that and the beautiful life we have been building. I get to spend more time with my family and friends and can really focus on the important things in my life. And you bet I'm going to be traveling as much as possible. I can't wait to see more of the world and take you on more adventures with us soon. In more ways than one, stay tuned. Good job. I I wasn't very familiar with a lot of Emma's stuff, but I didn't know she was in Impact before. And she was... She was thriving. I got some juicy shit that just popped up. I've oh, been off of Twitter oh. for like a day, dude. I didn't okay, does it have to do with any... Cause I, I nah, have... go down the list still. I'm just letting you know. Okay, so Oof. we might get to that last. Let me try and get through these last four names. I want to put it. these two together as well. Mace and... Mace and Mansoor. Um, I forgot they got released. Maximum male models, apparently. So, here's a couple of things. They did a stream afterwards, and they basically, like, revealed all. It was like a tell-all. Interesting. So, basically, when they were the Maximum male models, they were told that was Vince's project. That was, like, Vince had been wanting to do a male model group for, like, eight months. Of course. Go on. So, they had a lot of pressure put on them, and then they got put, they got LA Knight put with them. One of the stories they told was how L.A. Knight, first of all, when he turned, he's supposed to turn face and turn against them. Yeah. He turned heel because he went out and said incels. <laughs> and Vince was pissed. Yeah. Vince, or Triple H was pissed, actually. It's like, I understand. Oh, but it was the same more time, so H than Vince? I think both of them were pissed. I, I can't remember exactly, but someone backstage was pissed. The authority were pissed. Speaking of being pissed at them. Yeah. There was a period after that. Where, oh, and by the way, apparently Vince did not like L.A. Knight's portrayal of Max Dupree. He was almost fired because of that. That I heard. That's stupid. (laughs) Following that, they were in limbo, obviously. There were points where producers told them, Okay, you're done. We're not going to do anything with you. We're pulling you from everything. Don't go out. Mm. Don't be a part of any matches. Don't do anything. They were a part of a couple of battle royals and stuff, and every time they came out, produced one certain producer, they didn't name who it was, one certain producer said, what are the male models doing out there? What are the models out there for? Mm-hmm. So it got to the point to where they started coming up with their own pitches, and they came up with two. One was called The Fixers. The Fixers. That was going to be them in like suits and ties. Fixer elixirs. They were going to be like heavies for... They specifically mentioned The Miz. And they were going to do things... They did. They actually did a whole video, a clip, where they shot from the point of view of an official that they mm-hmm. kidnap, put in a car, and they basically tell him, like, bro, you got you to gotta start officiating Miz's matches. Not specifically Miz, but they said, we work for a certain superstar. And your officiating hasn't been exactly, uh, you know, what should be expected of you, so... Basically, they threaten him, but it's it's so good. Mace is like the bad cop, and Mansoor is like the good cop kind of thing. Interesting. It looked really entertaining for what it was. And mm. another pitch they had while they were with the male models was a program with Cody Rhodes, which we already know that was never going to happen. Cause yeah, Cody I, Rhodes. I don't see how that would have happened. Cody Rhodes ba- breaks Mansoor's nose. <laughs> so he goes <laughs> undashing. 
and becomes oh like gosh. a little gremlin. Stop. I don't even like what this is doing. Also, what if Max Dupree never became LA Knight? At the same time, I knew it was going to be a thing because do you remember before he even uh, changed to LA Knight, like months before he was cutting a promo and he referenced the name LA Knight? Yeah, he started. It was a slow burn. Yeah, it was a slow burn. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's. Imagine if that never happened. If. if think about it this way be, not just him, but Maxine Dupree, who. Yeah. She's starting to get her own feet under as well. Had her situation not gone the way it did, it, her I feel like both those people would have been on this list. Yes. We're still not even through the list. Which I want to try and get through these last yeah, two now. Yeah, we still got a little bit of time. If we go over a little bit today, we're going to be okay. I think I already have like an extra five minutes synced up just in case. I do want to finish by saying that that whole feud was supposed to end the Otis thing when Otis came in. Yeah. With Otis getting slimed. Now that I didn't know. Yeah, that's I knew what they it said. wasn't supposed to go they this said, way, but they said Otis was supposed to. They were gonna have him and do his first shoot and everything. His first shoot, he was supposed to get slimed. <laughs> this isn't Nickelodeon. You I, don't go to the TV fourteen area. And, uh, you don't go TV fourteen and start sliming people. I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard I can't even articulate what I'm trying to say. But basically, <laughs> and part of Mansoor's deal. When uh, it was it was a deal with the Saudi Arabia, uh, mm. he was not allowed to lose any matches. That's why he never went to NXT. That is crazy. Yeah, I didn't know this. Damn, I'm learning something new today. But they're both they both look like they're willing to go on the Indies and and tear it up. And I wish them. I'm really glad you did your research because I've heard bits and pieces of these rumors, but this is some details I didn't know. No. So the last two on this list. Like he said, Dolph Ziggler. Man, that... What's sucky is, like, everybody is, uh, you know, praising him online, superstars included, and saying, like, thank you for everything, a thousand and some odd matches. In fact, let me go get the actual number. Let me bookmark what I got here, because I'm going to read that in a little bit. But uh, even John Cena... Even John Cena posted about it. it. I saw that, and I was like... I retweeted it, and I was like, and y'all just said, whoop. Goodbye. See you later. Oh, 33 votes on this poll I ran. People want me to wear my Better Which, Than You Baby shirt. Now that I think about it, Rude, if Rude hadn't have gotten the backstage producer role that he has now, he might have been on this list as well. Damn, that's very true. Let's see. You read the statement from Matt Cordona as well. Super dope. Yeah, I... A lot of these people, they have good mindsets. A lot of people that have already been released before, they have a lot of good advice and mindsets. 1,554 matches. 1,554. Yeah. Dolph really seemed like a lifer. Like, he was going to be there forever. Like, thank you. I mean, I really see him going to AEW with his brother being there, and I think there's been hints at it. There has, a little bit, so that makes sense. To those who are just released, this can be the end of your career or it can be the beginning. Look yourself in the mirror and decide. I promise you the work and the money is out there. It's not easy. It's a grind. It's a hustle. It's frustrating. But it can also, it also can be incredibly rewarding in more ways than one if you work your fucking ass off. I hope to see a lot of you down the road. That's from the indie god himself, Matt Cordona. Let's go. Let's go. And I really do see all these people that got released going to a better place. 
Now, I think also uh, all of them have like a 90-day hold to where they can't go anywhere. That's the only thing that really bothers me. Yeah, I'm not going to see any of them this Wednesday while I'm in Colorado for AEW. I can't fucking wait. I cannot wait to go to a live show, man. That's what I live for. That's fair. I got a poll on my personal Twitter at Five Star Basili asking what shirt to wear between my Kenny Omega Mega Man shirt and the Better Than You Baby shirt. Out of 33 votes so far, 55% say Better Than You Baby, 45% on Kenny. It's interesting. You still looking for, or was that all you were going to read? Yeah, yeah I, I just have, wanted to read out the matches. I still you have can... one more name to go by and. Take it. It's Matt Riddle. That was. And that was recent. That was like yesterday. That's why I barely remember it because yeah, it just happened yesterday. But it's Friday. one. I feel like it's one of the biggest names on that list for many reasons. They're trying to get rid of people they think are problematic, I guess. But well, not everybody there's problematic. Here's the thing: if they wanted to do that, I'm about to <laughs> rant a little bit. I'm gonna try and keep it short. Gable Stevenson yeah. just wrestled a match at a live event yesterday as well. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was gonna get the boot. I'm going to keep my mouth shut, but <laughs> he, so if you're getting rid of problematic people, maybe there's a couple more there that you yeah. really should look at. Gail Stevenson needs to leave. The fact that he got off by just a fracture in the law, in the state law, in a state law that was changed prior to the fact, or after the fact, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, but at the same time, no, I, I don't understand. And that's just a whole other argument. So, I don't want to go off on politics. But it's crazy. The thing about that, I'm really curious with all these releases, there's two that stick out of their mm -hmm. plans that go out right now. That's Riddle and Ali. What do you do with McIntyre, and what happens at No Mercy for Mysterio? Yeah, I don't understand that. I feel like they're going to definitely just on the fly throw some stuff together, and maybe there's a couple new storylines that are gonna come out of it that seem random. But <laughs> like, what do you, like you said, what do you do? I mean, Mysterio, I have the simple solution of he's supposed to fight Dragon Lee on Monday. Just disqualification, do the full match at No Mercy, unfortunately. But okay. For the whole McIntyre situation, it looked like they were kind of hinting at a heel turn. Yeah, and it's Riddle confusing. might have been a big part of that. I don't know. It's confusing. I don't know what you do with McIntyre, honestly. That's a whole other can of worms right now. That's a whole other can of worms. I agree. But that's that's the whole list of 25 people released. I'm almost surprised there wasn't more, but... Well, there is actually one big one coming that we haven't mentioned that I actually kind of been like in the back of my mind. Mm, should I mention it? Should I not? Because here's the deal. TKO is actually kind of sneaky, and I don't... I don't approve of the reasons why they're doing this. I think they're doing it for, obviously, corporate uh, greed uh, reasons, but I remember they're, now. they're planning and trying to push out Vince McMahon of the group now. They have said on record, like, because of his, the problematic nature of uh, what he's got going on, ongoing investigation, etc., etc., we could dive into that if you wanted to, but at the same time... The facts that people need to know is that his uh, shares and his stake in the company, I believe, are supposed to... They're all up for sale. Yeah. And so, to have Vince McMahon tossed out of the WWE now, and them to part ways with him, it leaves it like a very questionable move, but at the same time, 
Ah, dude, I don't even know how to get into that. It's I, crazy to think about. It's, uh, it's the literal end of an era. Like people were saying, an end of an era. Whenever TKO the, the deal finalized, and they had like a higher stake in the company. But now you're thinking of completely doing away with like Vince McMahon himself. That's yeah. That's almost literally the end of the McMahon era. And the the McMahon era is generational. Like it spanned back to his father when it was territories, and so for that to yeah for that statement to be true is just a crazy thing to wrap my mind around. But at the same time, given the nature of everything that's happened within the last year. It makes sense, and they need to do the same with Dana White. And I can't speak on that because this is wrestling in the middle, and we talk about the two companies. I'll keep my mouth shut for now, but well, TKO Group, I'm watching you. Exactly. That's all I had. What's this crazy Damn, thing you have? I can actually fit it in, too. So this was announced two hours ago. Here we are, Saturday. It's okay. 1 p.m. Central Daylight Timing. Tweet from Soraya. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but this is this is something else. Heads up to the public. Hold on, let me get some, let me wet my whistle. Let me drink some water. I'm drinking okay. a liquid death if they want to sponsor me. This seems like a, a very long paragraph, so I approve. Liquid death, please sponsor me. Heads up to the public. All my wrestling gear has recently gone missing, including some items that I owned for 10 years and had sentimental value. Shit. Mm, where'd I leave off? Sorry. Jackets, my re- my return gear, wow, Wembley gear, outcast gear, the whole lot. Luckily, I have two jackets left, but I would love for you guys to keep an eye out on the internet and auction sites because someone may wind up selling stuff eventually. If you hear anything, please contact hello at com with the subject line of Saraya gear, AEW tickets, and autograph to anyone that leads to the recovery of these items. Thank you. Wow. That's crazy. What the hell? Hmm. Um, now I'm in the comments. This one, someone posted this screenshot. It's a memorabilia thing. I don't know. That's definitely not it. You gotta know what the fuck she's missing, dude. That wasn't even close. Damn, someone's fucked up. They put this meme. I ain't reading all that. I'm happy for you, though. Or sorry that happened. Y'all su- It's one of those things like, y'all suck, but then I also just kind of cognitively remember that. Uh, she's kind of a cyber bully to people, so... Yeah. yeah, I get it. Give and take, give and take. Give and take. Again, I've been off of Twitter for several days because I've yeah. been kind of like, okay, I need to trying catch to, up on my homework. Trying to... I, I get that. Like, the day the releases happened, I was at work, and I was literally... I had Twitter open for an hour just trying to see who all was getting released. I, I just kept hitting refresh, and just people kept po- popping up. People get popping up. And then it got to the point where they were like, okay, the releases are done until 5 o'clock Eastern Time. Then then we got NXT releases. Yeah. I'm laughing. I was looking through my likes trying to find something else juicy. WWE said, who's next on Nia's Jack- Nia Jax's Path of Destruction? And then Emma said, not me. <laughs> Amen, girl. Dodge the bullet there. Amen, girl. Well, I guess we'll leave it at that then. That was actually a really, really solid episode, and I'm... Excited for next week. Maybe it'll be a less dramatic. It'll be cool. We got a, a pay-per-view next week. Well, I don't know if you're going to watch it. Yeah. And it's No Mercy. I'll watch it. I'll be there. But also, yeah, I'm going to be live at AEW Dynamite and Rampages Wednesday, and I'm excited. I got a road trip up to Colorado to make. Let's go. I'll go to California for next No Mercy. Let's just, just kidding. Go. Go. Go.